This episode is a replay from a live recording of Her Take from the WSUM studios in Madison, Wisconsin. Want to listen to Her Take live? Tune in Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on WSUM 91.7 FM in Madison or on WSUM.org. Okay, we're all back. Did you miss us? Because we missed you. 608-265-9786 is how you can give us your take on her take. And we welcome you back inside the main studios of WSUM 91.7 FM Madison for her take. We are back for season two. So exciting. I am your host, your MC, Chrissy Birdsall. And today I'm joined by Annika, Kate, Alexandra, Shannon, Danny, and Cam will be joining at some point throughout the semester, but they are all working the women's basketball game against Minnesota tonight. And guys, how are you doing? How was your winter break? We are back. I mean, <laughs> like you said, winter break, lots of good sporting events, spent a lot of time on the couch watching oh, yeah. football, basketball, tennis, decent amount of stuff. But I don't know. I th- It was great. How about you guys? About the same. I was surprised at the amount of sports I was watching because usually, like, I went home and I watched, like, the normal, like, Marquette basketball, which was so per much. Use. <laughs> per use. Per was I was actually surprised at how often it was on TV. I think they have, like, a deal with FS2 to cover, like, big sports. But so I got to watch a good amount of that. But then I was like, oh, wow, I'm watching a lot of football as well, especially yeah. college football. Yeah. Because... I don't know. I feel like at Madison, I've like gotten so much more into football specifically. Me too, yeah. And then I like go home and I'm like, oh my gosh, Michigan-Alabama is going to be right. such a good game. No, yeah. I feel like I did all the same as you guys. It was nice to just like sit with my dad on the couch and just pull up any game that was on. And like sometimes I was more into it than him. And I was like, this is so funny. Yeah, but this is... I was so happy to like watch all the bowl games except ours. But mm-hmm. I'm kidding. But um, it was, yeah, it was fun. I liked it. But I really wanted to go to a Rangers game like mm-hmm. the whole break. But it is so expensive. Like they, the base are doing so well. No, it's always just James Dolan owning Madison Square Garden. Like he literally, the base price for like a ticket is at least ninety bucks or a hundred bucks. It's crazy. That's such a bummer because I know I was talking to you guys. Um, obviously for those listeners who don't know, Minnesota girly. Um, PWHL got to go to a game. Yeah. Tickets were like twenty, like less than twenty bucks, and like it was only like they didn't even open like, the second tier until, like, the night before because, like, they didn't think they were going to have that much demand. But, yeah, like, row, like, in the first, like, 10 rows, was, like, 40 bucks with the fees. Like, fees included. And it was, Mm -hmm. like, great seats, great hockey. It was so fun. There's a decent amount of Badger players um, on the Minnesota team, and we were playing Ottawa. And so they had a previous goalie who was... Mm -hmm. um, played for the Badgers. Yeah, UBS near me. The tickets were like 20 bucks. I almost yeah. went, but I couldn't. But I really, really want to get to a game soon. It's just crazy, the price difference. No, I, I totally... Like, oh yeah, I agree. It's nuts. 
Man, the PWHL is just one of many things that we have missed in the month that we have been absent here from her take. And let's get right into the things that we were talking about from the last month that we have missed off. And we'll start off with college football because a lot of things happen. Obviously, all of the bowl games, the college football playoff, and Michigan getting it done for the Big Ten in the last year of the Power Five conferences. Sorry, Annika. Um, of the last year of the Power Five conferences, Michigan taking the cake on that one a little bit controversial no after the whole connor stallions issue oh yeah i mean i've been hearing some people saying that "Hmm, i don't know if this is a this title should count because of everything that happened but nevertheless they absolutely dominated washington 34 to 3 i thought it'd be a little bit of a closer game not to mention your your her take ladies were a little bit sad we all texted in the group chat before and everyone said go dogs and uh, was just emphasized with more go dogs, go dogs, yeah. like mm-hmm. be blue. Even though big, even though like what Big Ten, but I mean, got to cheer for Washington. I mean, really hard to see, but they're soon to be Big Ten as well, which is exciting. Yeah, it was a future Big Ten matchup. I actually yeah. think both of those teams are going to be playing each other relatively yeah. soon. Yeah. And that was a crazy thing. Was Michigan? Once they got into the playoff, if they were playing Texas or Washington, they were playing them next year anyway. They have mm-hmm. Texas in a non-conference game, and then they have Washington in a conference game, which is so weird to say in yeah. 2024. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, here we are. And I got to say one thing about this is I've had this theory since the college football playoff began, and I think it's stuck through the 10 years that it has been a thing. I think this will change now with the 12-team format. But the semifinals and the finals – if the semifinals are bad games, like blowout games, the final is always really good. You've seen that a few years ago with, like, Georgia, Alabama, Definitely. you know, a couple of those right, games, right, you know, right. like Clemson, you can sprinkle in there. But then when the semifinals are good, like last year the semifinals were pretty good, and this year the semifinals were really good, you get to the finals and it's a blowout. And this is, I just feel like that's a thing that happens every single year. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, if you guys have noticed that too, but that's just one thing that I've always noticed, and I'm like, I'm kind of excited for the 12-team format playoff. I feel like maybe in other years there were maybe three teams that were deserving of the playoff, but this year I could think of six, seven teams that could have been into the playoff and had a really good shot of winning. Georgia, who didn't make the playoff, Florida State, if they had their quarterback, they would have had a really good chance of making Mm -hmm. it to the national championship. Oregon had a really good season. I think they could have upset some people. I think that the 12-team format is the way to go nowadays. I still think it should have been eight, but I think 12 is going to lead to some really good responses. No, I'm definitely really excited to see how the 12 come in. And I mean, honestly, when you're looking at it, it was kind of different this year, but it's kind of very similar teams that make it each year. So it'll be fun to have more teams sprinkled in and more teams getting involved, which have obviously more fans caring more so. It's like... I know all of us were watching regardless, but, like, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people, oh, like, their team is playing there in the 12, like, they made it to the final, like, um, they got there, like, that's crazy. I mean, it's going to be really fun to see in a fun atmosphere, definitely, yeah. I think. Um, Speaking of Michigan, do you guys see that J.J. McCarthy's engaged now? Yes. <laughs> he, yes. Okay, so he dropped out of school, declared for the draft. Yeah. And yeah. then. How old is he? 20. He's, yeah, a year he's old. 20. He's a junior, Chrissy. Yeah, this could junior. be you. He just proposed. I'm 21. Yeah, you're older than J.J. McCarty. That's crazy. And he just won a national championship. And yeah. he's married. Declared soon. for the draft. Yeah. And he he's got soon a pu- to be married. He got a puppy in his yeah. engagement photos, too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
with his five-year-long girlfriend who also goes to Michigan. Mm-hmm. So kind of romantic. I, I know really some people have dogged him in the past. <laughs> I think it, it might have been like Washington or something. I don't remember who it was, but there was a team that was really dogging on J.J. McCarthy in the past because like if you go on his like Instagram and mm-hmm. way in the past, he had these like long, elaborate messages yeah. for his girlfriend like, in lovey the post. Dovey. Yeah, and I think some people thought it was cringy, but like if he wanted to, he could, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, also... Um, I also just like the fact that he meditates before games. Like, I think that's, like, that's so awesome. Like, I feel like that, honestly, is what a lot of football players should do because I think it does so much. Like, learning about meditation is so important. Mm-hmm. And I feel like doing it for, like, a, like games like that, that's so cool. I don't know. It was also, fun to learn that, though. I also love how, like, he's always, like, meditating before games and he's, like, very much at peace mm-hmm. and there's, like, 50 cameras, like, in his I face. Know. It's so funny. No, yeah. it's ridiculous. I was, like, yeah, I was doing some deep stalking after because I was, like, so intrigued and then I saw it like I Definitely. didn't know whose girlfriend was I didn't really like really following like each other team's quarterbacks like obviously I knew him like the Washington quarterback it was a big deal but the age difference was ridiculous too like I was looking at that talking about it with my dad and I was like oh that's crazy no, yeah. the Washington quarterback is so old oh yeah Michael Penix yeah he was at Indiana for a few years mm-hmm. yeah he got absolutely beat up at Indiana and then he went to Washington <laughs> and it worked out really well for him yeah. You see that now lately, too, with all of the quarterbacks transferring. Cam Ward transferred out of Washington State. Kyle McCord out of Ohio State. He's now at Syracuse. Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma. I don't remember where he went to Oregon. You're like, oh, USC, one of those ex-Pac-12 Bo Nix is Oregon. That's all I know. I think he's done, but Mm. he's been there for, like, ever. He's one of those guys, too. I also saw there was a guy in his ninth year of eligibility. I saw that. Which is crazy to think she because laugh. I was in, like, seventh grade, maybe. Mm-hmm. They said he's been playing since, like, 2017, 2016. I was in middle school. How? Like, it, you get to the years and it's like, yeah, red shirt, like, COVID year. But I'm like, but then you keep going. And I'm like, so how do you keep playing? Yeah, That's so a trick. Yeah. Bus, red club, shirt, another year. bus. They give you, like, two more years. So even if you take, like, a fifth year as a senior, that's still only seven years. Oh my God. How is he on his ninth? I don't, I don't know. We've been seeing that, like, a few times. I remember in cross-country a few years ago, there was a woman from Weber State, and she had made it to the NCAA championships. Ninth year of eligibility. She had a kid, and she was still running in college. I was like, you know what? Good for you, lady. Why like, do you want to, like, run that? Like, I don't know. I guess, like, that's just, like, funny. You, well, you still have to be somehow enrolled, and you have a child. Like, you have to be more than, like, you still have to take classes. Yeah. I mean, I did four years of high school, and I was like, I'm done. But enough with the college football championship. There were other bowl games that happened. And while a lot of people say that outside of the college football championship, nobody really cares about the bowl games, let's talk about the Pop-Tarts Bowl here for a minute. Because, I mean, we we know Duke's Mayo has, like, set the standard of, like, making jokes of the bowl games, but also making them really fun by dumping a gallons of mayo Ew. on the winning coach's head. I know it is I really gross. I have a gross. theory about that. That mayo, it's too thin. They probably put, like, water or something in it. I would want it watered down if it was poured on me. I wouldn't want it to be, like, chunky. Do you think it's actual mayo, though? Yeah, I think it's actual mayo. What if it's custard? Yeah. Ooh, interesting take. We'll have to ask the Duke's mayo. We'll have to ask Duke's mayo about it. But Pop-Tarts took this concept and ran with it. They basically did a religious sacrifice. Basically, what the play-by-play guy said was, like, he is risen and he is going to be eaten at the end of this game. It was so morbid. 
I like at first I thought it was funny, but then they chose strawberry, and I was like, this is so morbid. I was laughing so hard. I, I was sitting there on my couch watching it, and then the pop tart rises out of the toaster, <laughs> and it has like the frosting on it, and then the pop tart had legs, and then the trophy, like for the pop tart for the pop tart bowl, I was like. This is just another level of dedication. It was just like, so fun. there was so much detail to the trophy. And I was like, all right, like, kudos I to Pop Tart. But it was funny. It was yeah. so good. Didn't put it in our love to see it, but it was mm-hmm. definitely an interesting experience. And I also liked how ESPN teased the entire game. Oh, we're going to watch the ceremony at the end. We're going to watch it. And then the end of the game comes and they are like, tune to our online platform to watch the ceremony. And I'm like, I no. waited hours for this. I just wanted to see the Pop-Tart come out of the toaster. I wonder if that was, like, not FCC clean or something. Like, was it, like, too morbid for TV? Is that why they had to move it online? That would be crazy. Ooh, good question. Hmm. Maybe that's why they did it. I don't know. I was so upset about it. Wasn't it wasn't that bad. It know? wasn't that bad. It was just really, it was weird, but it was it's funny. Like the implications. Yeah. I think it worked out really well. But outside of that, there were a lot of other things we missed outside of bowl games. The NFL playoffs happened. We'll probably get into that a little bit more next week after the conference championships. Lots of basketball going on in the men's and women's spheres. And let's just get right into some of the hot takes because kind of goes in like this of things that we need to catch up on. The more that I think about it and the more that I'm about to say it, the more of a hot take it is. For those of you who are new to WSUM, this is Hot Takes on Her Takes, where the opinions expressed on the show do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. And basically, this is a time where we air out our grievances about everything that has happened in the sports world. And we got a lot to air out because it's been a month since we have been on the airwaves. And while I would love to complain about the Cowboys for the next 30 (laughs) minutes, I already did that two hours ago on the student section. You can catch that on the 24-hour replay. So I'm going to talk about Caitlin Clark here for a second because, you know, there was so much news that happened this week, but I think the biggest thing that happened was Caitlin Clark's story and everything that happened with her. Ohio State defeats Iowa 100-92, to and the fans of Iowa stormed the court. Typical, you see that with a lot of high-ranking wins, and obviously it's Iowa that's a huge win for Ohio State. One of the fans runs onto the court as Caitlin Clark is coming off, and she gets absolutely bodied. Caitlin Clark, I'm talking about. Actually, the girl, the fan from Ohio Both State, too. But she, the fan gets up. She is waiting yeah. to, like, rush the court. She's excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adrenaline. Yeah, she was, she, was, she was ready to go, that fan. She was going all for it. She had her phone in the air. She was waving <laughs> her hands. This is, like, her peak moment, and she just bodies into Caitlin Clark. Dude, Caitlin- still peak moment. If I bodied Caitlin Clark and it got all over these highlight reels, I also would feel proud so, moment. I would feel awful, though. I would be like, oh my god, that's actually me. Like, that's me. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Anyway, both of them go to the ground. The fan gets up. Nobody goes to check on her, see if she's okay. Everybody runs to Caitlin Clark, making sure she's okay. She stays on the ground for a little bit, eventually gets off. Everybody walks off of the court. It is revealed by Lisa Bluter that Caitlin Clark was okay after it happened. It was just very scary incident that happened but some people were saying after reviewing the footage that they think Caitlin Clark flopped I don't think she flopped some people said that she ran into the fan that it's that it was her fault that this Mm -hmm. happened I think that if you 
are storming the court, and this is like storming court etiquette, you have to be aware of your surroundings. You, You're storming the court. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's, their, it's their, like, property, not property, but, like, territory. Yeah, you are storming their court or where yeah. the players play, and you are responsible for not running into the player. I mean, you see that fan. She is just... She's having the time of her life. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to blame her for having the time of her yeah. life. But I'm not saying that you shouldn't blame Caitlin Clark for flopping or getting run into. I think that it really should have been on the fan. Now, I'm not saying, like, sue the fan for a million dollars. Accidents happen. Mistakes yeah. happen. But I think people need to start stop defamating Caitlin Clark for it. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at it, yeah, it was a very ugly collision. But... It wasn't in malice on either end. No. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm rewatching it now. And I just think it's like, I don't think she flopped, but I also like, she fell. But like so many people rushed her where it's like, this feels a little bit dramatic. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she definitely fell. She definitely didn't flop. And like, I also feel but like it wasn't fine. like a yeah. huge, like, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, like she has a concussion. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. she fine. landed on her knees and like, ow. Yeah, but she like, probably was also just really overwhelmed in that yeah. moment. Like, and after having, losing, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're actually like in a like, terrible mood. Yeah, I was going to say, you're probably just, like, that was probably the cherry on top. Like, a bunch of Ohio State fans are screaming in your face, and then, like, you fall, and it's like, okay, now this is awesome. But, like, and then Lisa Bluter was saying, she was like, they just need to have, like, a little bit more. They Like, she was, like, saying Ohio State didn't, fans were really, really, mm-hmm. really kind of going crazy on Iowa. And, like, they were just saying, like, the mo- most outrageous things. And I like that she was defending her players, though, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, she, like, should. Because, like, obviously, Caitlin Clark didn't do anything wrong. And I'm the fan didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah. It just was complete accident. So. Well, have you guys seen, I saw this on, like, Twitter or something. And it was of all... Caitlin Clark in high school playing and all these high school boys yes. heckling her. Yes. And then she yes. just puts up so many points and then she yeah. just looks at them and it's awesome. No, yeah. No, yeah. But I feel like there's just this ongoing trend of trying to take down Caitlin Clark. I see it all over Instagram Reels too. I don't know if you guys go on Reels. Oh my god, that one guy who's like I could like dog walk yes. Caitlin Clark. No, you oh. couldn't. Yes. No, yes. you the could five, not. Six guys. Dude, why do men think that sometimes? You ask them like, oh, you think you could put like play a tennis point against Serena Williams. Oh, my God. Yeah, I could get to a few games, and it's like, no, you couldn't. Yeah. Serena Serena Williams would hit a tennis ball, and it would, like, go through you. Yeah. Yeah. I like there was one girl who responded. I didn't see the original video, but I saw all of the responses, including actually some of the local media personalities around here. Shout out Jim Rutledge. Great response by him down at ESPN Madison. But there was one girl, I don't remember where she's from, but she was like, she could beat half of the players on the Mm -hmm. Detroit Pistons. (laughs) (laughs) But they're not, she's not wrong. No. No. Like she's that talented. And I think people are like, oh, she's a girl. Like she's still a couple out. No. A yeah. good player is a good player. It doesn't matter what league they're in, what sport they're playing. Yeah. A good athlete is a good athlete. And, yeah, I think that because they see a woman being successful, yeah. they just want to knock them down. Yeah, and yeah. they're jealous they weren't recruited, so that's probably why. That's but. the same thing with Angel Reese. Like, mm-hmm. everyone is, yeah. like, I guess they're both really big names, but, like, yeah, everyone is slandering them. I'm like, okay, they're... And I think if I could do that, I would, but yeah. I can't. People but it's feel like threatened you would too. Also. I think people feel threatened because it is becoming so much bigger yeah. than it was. Like women's college basketball, women's hockey. It's just so many different things and I think they feel threatened now and it's kind of mm-hmm. funny. It's like what? Why? <laughs> yeah, let's move on from some Caitlin Clark talk and move on to Kate, the Australian Open happening soon and you think something crazy is gonna happen. Yeah, well it's currently happening. We're in the quarterfinals. I mean, definitely some 
big knockouts from the start. Um, I mean, um, Taylor Fritz brought Novak Djokovic to four sets last night, which, I mean, is a big deal. I mean, he hasn't really had a lot of um, challenging matches and makes everything look pretty easy. But, I mean, we're looking towards the same winners, Djokovic, Alcaraz. And I think we're going to have a new winner. We have a lot of great young talent, some young guys, um, Sinner, Zarev. And then with women, like, we have a great match coming up tomorrow. Um, I think it's tomorrow. It gets kind of confusing with the time frames and what it says on my computer. But we have Coco Goff and Sablanka playing. Um, so, I don't know. I'm really excited. I think it's a hot take to say that maybe not necessarily a hot take, but that something different is going to happen. We're so used to seeing similar winners. And, I mean, we do have a lot of of the same people in the quarterfinals, but we have some fresh faces too, which is really fun to see. And I know we aren't, we don't have the biggest tennis fans in the room, I but I, I like Coco tennis Goff. In high school. Yeah. I love her. She had a really fun match for when she was, um, there was like her post-match interview and they're like, what made you finish so quickly? And she was like, oh, I got it. Like I had to go see Iron Claw. <laughs> and then she like was joking about it, but she was getting so much hate about it too. Like again, back to women, like getting, like people are like, oh, that's so rude to her opponents. Like, okay, she was joking. And after she was like, no, I'm like really grateful to be here and like had the, like to play this match and stuff. But um, I don't know. I'm really excited to watch it. It's been kind of hard to watch live, obviously with the time change, but I don't know. It's fun to see such a big like huge event happening all in one place so i don't know i'm really excited to just keep following that and hopefully see some different dynamics mm-hmm. yeah. i know there's been a little bit of tiffs in the past with some of the players so it'll be fun did you see um that tennis player that bit her arm what <laughs> uh, <laughs> look it up there was this tennis player that bit her arm like recently th- yeah like, before the match and, like, left a mark on it. Oh. Like, while she was playing. She's a 16-year-old, like, prodigy. Oh, she was crazy good. Yeah, she I was, watched like, a prodigy, her. but she bit her arm in frustration and it left a mark on. Mira Andreeva. Yeah. It goes, Marrera, chomping. <laughs> That's yeah. what my video says. That's so funny. No, she was That's like, great. Yeah. 16, like, 16 beat a lot of crazy. ranked players. And I was like, oh, my gosh. When I first saw her, I thought she was, like, in her 20s, but she was, like... I know. I was, I was like, like this is crazy. But yeah, that's like the one headline I saw. One of the, one of the only headlines I saw from the Australian Open. And I was like, oh my God, that's literally crazy. Um, but I also saw the Kelsey's talking about Coco Golf. So that's why I was getting my news updated from. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe she bit her own arm. Mm-hmm. I feel like tennis is going through like a little bit of like a youth movement right now like there's Definitely. a bit of a resurgence and i think in the next few years you'll really start to see a lot of these like older players kind of weed out as these younger players come in and i think tennis has like a really exciting future in the next few years but annika i want to turn this to you i'm trying to look up these bay fc kits oh i've got it you sent me the picture i've got it up oh okay yeah i could see i don't What's think they're for? terrible so basically um yesterday the uh Bay FC, Bay Football Club, which is the new NWSL team in the San Francisco Bay Area, they unveiled their jerseys on their media day. Um, And I don't like them. I don't like them. They're very basic. It's like white with a gray kind of like streak, but in pictures you can't really even see the gray streak so it's just white and it has the bay fc logo and i really like the bay fc logo i think it's very cleverly done they got the bridge in um it's this fun little like medieval font but i just don't understand because 
Bay FC is fundamentally a blue and orange team, so why is the jersey neither blue nor orange? <laughs> yeah, it is kind of... After seeing that picture, I was like, what's special about it? Yeah, it's just it's just very basic. I don't know why they're afraid of color. Even if they didn't want to, like, commit to, like, a full orange jersey, they still could have done, like, a navy blue. And right. I just don't understand how this happened. Did they release any of, like, their alternative kits yet? No, or this no? was the first one. Okay. So um, maybe we'll see some more mm-hmm. creativity. You know who has a really good uniform scheme? And we are Madison-based radio here, so Forward. I can give them. Yes. I their the jerseys are amazing. I just love the color scheme, the pastel pink, the light blue, the crazy designs that they do. They're always ranked as, like, one of the top jerseys, which is pretty crazy mm-hmm. coming from, like, a smaller market USL team. Mm-hmm. But every year they put out these amazing jerseys, and I just love seeing them. It's like, ooh, what is Forward Madison going to drop this year with their flamingo kit? Like, every so year good. it's something crazy different. I think Bay FC and the NWSL, we'll have to see how... AFC does coming into it. Hopefully amazing. Oh, that's another thing that happened over the break is the NWSL draft happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And Emma Jasinik from Wisconsin. She got drafted. Yeah. Second round? Second round. Yeah. She got drafted pretty high right. up. I remember. I was like, whoa. Yeah. She was a great player. Wait, have you guys watched Under Pressure? Uh, no. I meant to. I started... Okay. I was... Spending a lot of time on the couch over break, as one does. Five oh, yeah. weeks, it gets to you. <laughs> so, obviously, a lot of sports documentaries coming out. So, I've been really interested and, in, like, intrigued with Breakpoint, the tennis one, like, following mm. everyone through it. And then I started watching Under Pressure, and then I... S- not very far into it, but it was really interesting just, like, talking about each player. I don't know. You guys would definitely really like it. Oh, and then yeah. It's about the national women's team, yeah. yes. correct? It was, and it was the one that they were filming during the World Cup. Yes, mm-hmm. and so I haven't gotten to when they mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. But it was all about, like, the process and, like, these girls, like, waiting for the phone calls, people coming oh, back. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. wild. I mean, it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I started... Um, I would, Beckham was recommended to me, so I just started watching that one, mm-hmm. but... Oh, one other major thing that happened over break, Sam Mewis announced her retirement from professional women's soccer. She said she was one of the stars of the 2019 uh, World Cup winning U.S. women's national team. Um, And she got a knee injury a bit ago, and she announced recently that it's not a knee injury she can come back from, which is really sad. Thanks. That's the worst. That's Mm -hmm. awful. A lot of turnover in soccer, too. A lot of younger younger players coming up. She's six foot? Oh, my God. (laughs) I did not realize that. All right, before we get to break, Alexandra, I want to hit on your point here because we say this every year yeah. about everything the NFL is rigged, but I want to know <laughs> what you're talking about specifically okay. and whether or not this has to do with the Cowboys. Okay, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but during um, Christmas break, I was just sitting at the dinner table, and my family was conspiring about the mm. No Fun League, and they were just kind of <laughs> talking about how it's just really interesting how the NFL is partners with, like, DraftKings and stuff, oh. like, the, like the betting yeah. company. And so we're just kind of talking about how also, sorry, not to conspire so much on this show, but did She's you guys see, on this show. <laughs> did you guys see the headline that that Canadian um, television, whatever station, did posted something like on TV during the news, and it was like, oh, blah blah blah, Usher, blah blah, blah ready to perform at the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl this year. Mm. And they got a bunch of like backlash, and they're like, "How do you know that? It's a and script. So, yeah, it's, a, it's script. a scripted. So yeah, that was just my. Have you guys have you guys heard about the Super Bowl logo theory? Yes. yes. 
Yeah. No. Yes. So for it's their colors. It's Explain their colors. it to me. So for those of you who don't know, the Super Bowl logo theory is the last couple of years, the Super Bowl, they've done new logos and different like color schemes when they come out. And they've last few years, they've kind of done this like two-tone ombre look. But weirdly, coincidentally, maybe not, the two colors that they have had the last few years were the two Super Bowl teams that appeared in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And the team on the bottom has won the last couple of years that this theory has been intact. So this year, the colors are 49er red mm-hmm. and Baltimore Ravens purple. And Raven and I believe- purple is on the bottom. I thought it was the 49ers were on the bottom. No, Ooh. Ravens are on the bottom. Because dot, 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 the 49ers. Are they overrated? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bring we'll it back, back to, to this. Yeah, we'll, we'll circle back after, but I don't know. I was getting a lot of heat for that take, but... It definitely was my hottest take of the semester. Yeah, yeah we'll hit on football as it comes forward. But enough with the past talk. We're also going to have what we are looking forward to this semester. The biggest storylines. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back for the second half of Her Take on WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. Hey, WSUM listeners. Just a quick message here letting you know that we're on that internet thing at WSUM.org. We have an online stream that lets you listen to your favorite WSUM programming anywhere in the world. Our online show schedule allows you to read up on our shows and when they air. You can also find music articles written by DJs reviewing concerts, festivals, and albums, as well as news, talk, and sports-related content. WSUM, transmitting over the airwaves and online. Enough with the past. It's time to talk about the present and the future, more importantly, here on Her Take WSUM 91.7 FM Madison from the live studios and lots of big things coming up this spring semester from January to June or May. We leave in May, actually. So let's get right into it. I want to talk about the biggest sporting event of the year. I am not talking about the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about March Madness. Men's and women's March Madness is going to be so much fun this year, as it is every year. It is the best tournament in all of sports. College, pro, you name it. I will stand by that take till the day I die. March Madness is absolutely goaded and just looking at this year how much parity there is both on the men's and the women's side I don't even know who's gonna win I mean you look at the men's I think there was like 20 teams that got upset in the last two weeks half of them by under by teams that weren't even ranked I mean Wisconsin lost Mm -hmm. to Penn State if we're talking about close to home Purdue lost to Nebraska I think the only team that like won in one of the weeks was Connecticut that was in the top five. Well, people are talking about Arizona big time too. <laughs> Arizona got some upsets we'll and then to see them lose. And then on the ASU fan. On the <laughs> women's side, we saw Iowa get upset by Ohio State, which that was a ranked matchup. Mm-hmm. I think Ohio State's ranked, right? Yeah. I think Stanford lost to Boulder. Right. And there were just so many. I think LSU's had a few upsets this year. NC mm-hmm. State got some upsets. The ACC is just a mess right now for women's college basketball. UCLA just got upset by the Utes. Wow. Ooh, I kind of like love... Like last night, I think, in overtime. This is what I'm liking to see, though. It's, mm-hmm. Everything is yeah. chaos. Like, you're losing to who you I know, it's kind of Shouldn't lose to. Mm-hmm. You're beating people. Like, there are awesome upsets happening. There's courts are being stormed. I don't It's fun. It's something different. Yeah. It's like it, it brings like so much excitement to the game. Yeah. It keeps you on your toes. 
And that's why the March Madness tournament is the best thing ever because it's only January, quoting John Rothstein here. And there are so many crazy things happening. What is going to happen by March? Are we going to see a 16 seed upset a one seed again? Are we going to see some crazy run by some randomly low ranked team from New Jersey like Princeton <laughs> or St. Peter's? I that think, was awesome. I think maybe Satan Hall. my favorite Hall. Cinderella story ever. Mm, that one was so I good. I love that Cinderella story. I don't know if Satan Hall is going to be considered like an underdog team this year, yeah. but New Jersey team, they're not, I don't know if they're ranked or they might just be on the cusp of being ranked right now, but they've already had a few big upsets and they've been kind of rolling through the Big East season. And they're a little bit of a bigger program than like the Princeton's and the St. Peter's, but I'm expecting that to be like the New Jersey team of the year. Mm. Woo! So we'll have to see there. But March Madness coming up in just a few months. I am so excited. I love basketball. So I could just sit and talk about basketball all day. But going a little bit further into the spring, Annika, softball softball has been, like, really growing on me the last few years. I love college softball. I think it's one of the fastest growing sports in the nation. And kind of going off what we were talking about with parity here, for the last few years, it's been all Oklahoma. There have been other teams that have been, like, very good. You have your Oklahoma States, your Texas, your Tennessee, your Stanford. Um, and so they are all very consistently good. The The SEC and the Pac-12 are the two leagues that are just, like, the most consistently great at softball. Like, multiple ranked teams every time a poll comes out. But at the same time, it's Oklahoma every year. They've won the last three. They're obviously going to go for four again. They're ranked number one in the preseason poll. Um, and so I'm really interested to see as these teams get better, will they be able to, one, upset Oklahoma, and two, win it all? Because Oklahoma is just a powerhouse every year. They're incredibly dominant. I I feel like I'm saying that too much, but I can't stress it enough, is how good Oklahoma is. And I would like to see like an upset i'd like to see oklahoma not take it home i'd like to see maybe one of the lesser teams make a cinderella run but right now it's very much you see the same teams doing well every year um and so i'd like i'd like this year's women's college world series to maybe maybe feature someone new and i also this is i think no, it'll probably be baseball will be the last hurrah of the Pac-12. Yeah. But those are going to be the, like the last games. They'll happen in June. And so I'd like to see the Pac-12 showing out because they really do have phenomenal softball in the Pac-12. And, yeah, I don't know. So that's just something that I'm looking forward to seeing this year is what's going to happen with NCAA softball, what's going to be the story with Oklahoma, especially with um, Jordy Ball, one of their star pitchers last year in the Women's College World Series. She has transferred to Nebraska to spend her senior year closer to home, and that's going to be huge. Uh, I'm really excited to see them play when they come to Wisconsin. Hopefully I'll be on the call. We'll see. We'll see. Um, But, yeah. Will Oklahoma softball go for four? Will they finally find a worthy opponent? And will we finally get um, a bit of a shocker in the sport? I think one of my favorite things about Oklahoma softball last year was they got upset in the middle of the year. I don't remember who upset them. And then they played UCLA like the week later. Oh, and they Georgia, had dropped. I think. Yeah, they got upset. Okay, so they got upset by Georgia. Then they played UCLA the week later. And they had flip-flopped in the standings. Oklahoma, um, mm-hmm. Oklahoma dropped a two. UCLA dropped a one. They mercy ruled them. <laughs> 
Oh, it was so it bad. It was like 15 to 1, and they were like, all right. They were like, you know what? UCLA was like, you know what? Respect. I tip my hat to you. Mm-hmm. It was maybe the funniest thing, like, oh, you're going to rank us a number two? We'll show you we're number one. It was such a display of, like, we're going to show you. Uh, it was maybe one of, like, my favorite college sports moments of the year. I didn't watch the softball match, but, like, I saw the score, and I was like, that's really funny. Mm-hmm. No, that's definitely awesome. And Annika... I don't know that much about softball, so I'm really excited for softball to start for you to talk about it more and be yeah, more excited, definitely. and then I can feel your passion for it. And it's then my favorite. I feel like more into it by like because like when you guys are excited about something and I see how passionate you are, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like yeah. I gotta look mm-hmm. more into that. Like oh, I hear more about it. And like yeah. I haven't heard a ton about softball. Obviously, we didn't have a show last spring, and so I'm really excited to yeah just. Get more into softball. I don't know a ton about it, so I'm really excited yeah. for that. I feel like we all get each other into sports, like even right. more, like different areas of sports. And I feel like I'm always researching stuff after the show <laughs> is done. You yeah. know what I mean? Definitely. So, um, Alexandria and Kate, you guys have gotten me into hockey for sure. Yeah. 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 Hey, like, that, that, the that's the goal. Too. Or Rangers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Islanders. Actually, the Islanders just fired their head coach. The Islanders are bad. That's why they were on my mind. Yes, so, yeah, the Rangers just fired their head coach. The Islanders are not very good. What's going on with hockey? How are the Anaheim Ducks doing? Are they still really bad? Probably. Have you seen their tweets? Sharks have been winning. I haven't seen the this duck is happy. Yeah, you haven't seen the this duck is happy. That means the duck ain't happy. Yeah, speaking of hockey, I mean, obviously... Well, they're okay, but I'm really excited for college hockey. I'm men's really, or women's or both. Both. I mean, to see both of us, like both teams, doing so well, like it makes me really happy, and I'm really excited. Like I'm a hockey player. Like my grandpa, biggest supporter, listening from somewhere else tonight. Um, great. Shout out, grandpa. Yeah, exactly. Shout out, grandpa. Um, so I'm really excited. Like I played hockey all growing up. I brought my skates back. Like. It's always fun to do something and like I don't know, it's great atmosphere. The games have been awesome. Like Cole Center Laban, like either or packed. Like, I don't know. I also the last men's game I went to was a Michigan game and Ooh. that game was just yeah. so fun. So, so great. They were so much that fun. That was crazy. Yeah. They were like the best games. Oh. So I don't know. I'm really excited to see how we do. If we make it to the frozen four, kind of right. How I don't know. I know we've had a few spontaneous random losses, but that happens with everyone. Yeah, what can you do? I mean, men's just had some big wins over Notre Dame, and I mean, women's did lose to OSU, but but they're what can still you do? like OSU's great. Yeah. yeah, Minnesota, Ohio State, and Wisconsin are always the top three in the women's yeah. sphere. And, then- and with men, we're top three for both men's and women right now. It's yeah. so like something to be happy about. Gets us excited about the game, like. We like to have a sport that's doing well. I mean, obviously, we had volleyball. Obviously, it didn't end in our favor. Mm -hmm. So, hopefully, something fun will spawn from this winter. And hopefully, I mean, it'll go hand-in-hand with basketball, going with the tournament and all that jazz. But I don't know. Um, So, I was thinking more NHL. I'm really, really excited about. I always am. And being home, I definitely watch more of it just because it's Mm -hmm. always on in my house. Um, But Chrissy, so we did a West Coast tour. Uh, the Rangers did a couple weeks ago or this past week and the Anaheim Ducks were beating us oh. 2 nothing. then Happy we duck. scored a goal and then you guys scored a goal again the Anaheim Ducks and then they reverse called the third goal and then the Rangers went up 5-2 by the oh. end of the game it was crazy but the Rangers have been struggling a little bit um, they just they've been at the top of the league for a while now they still are knock on wood um, but and they just went through a rough patch. I feel like like the last ten games been four, five, and one. So it's definitely been a little bit rough. 
Um, but it's so interesting to see all the discrepancies in all of the other conferences and divisions. Like the Bruins are 67, top of the Atlantic. They're beating Panthers by seven points. And like there's just huge discrepancies in that league. And the Jets are up 64 in the Central Division. And so there's just and they're 64, then the Avalanche are 63, and the Stars are 62. So it's like literally neck and neck in so many divisions. Um, but yeah, I hope the Rangers still do well and stuff, but that's all. And I'm happy the Islanders are struggling. (laughs) (laughs) I do crush the Islanders. I know. I know. It's crazy. I do got to say two things before we move on to love to see it. One, I do have a devil's jersey. I just got one, so I can Does always... Does it say Hughes on the back? Ooh. No, uh, I don't think it has anybody. <laughs> I, don't, I think it's just a blank jersey, but it's the... the um, it's like the reverse retro script where it's like the cool. black with the jersey on cool, it. Cool. And that's what I just oh, like because cool. it says New Jersey on it. <laughs> and then the second thing, the Stanley Cup playoffs also are really great. Oh, so much fun. A really great postseason tournament. I'm, there are so many good ones. I yeah. mean, every postseason tournament has its good and the bad. I think the only one I might dog on is the MLB playoffs. I just don't know how I like <laughs> the format that much. No, I yeah. I guess, that's just yeah. me personally. But we are not talking about hot takes right now. We're going to get into some love to see it. we end our show each week and every week is breaking down the things that we loved to see across the world of sports. This is Love to See It on Her Take on WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. And I'm going to get this party started because there has been a month of sports that have been going on. But one of my favorite things is something that didn't even happen on the field or on the court or on the rink. It was actually Christian Yuzik, who makes women's apparel for NFL games. She's been doing it wearing her husband's apparel. He plays for the 49ers. Shout out, Annika. And she has been getting so popular that she's now making some apparel for some really big names. Taylor Lautner for the Detroit Lions wore one of her jackets. Taylor Swift wore one of her jackets along with... Is that Simone Biles wearing the Green Bay Packer vest? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had no idea that's who you're talking about, yeah. but you're so like cool. styling no, I was yeah, like, yeah. hmm. You've been loving your apparel yeah. in the yeah. past few months. You've been on your shopping grind. Well, no, I haven't bought anything personally from Christian Music, but she... Oh, like the what she makes is so yeah. great for mm-hmm. like because they're so cool. It's cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if I'm going to a game, I want to wear something that I want to look cute in. Like I don't want to wear this like oversized jersey that doesn't fit me well and fits a guy or something like that. I want to wear something cute, and she makes the cutest stuff I've ever seen. But more importantly, outside of her outfits, is her husband has been putting in the work to make sure that she gets the shout-outs, the appropriate shout-outs, at every single post-tweet. As Taylor Swift was walking out of the tunnel, there was like 30 media coverages, videos of her wearing that jacket, and he commented on every single one. That's so cute. That's so cute. And he was like, Christian made this. That's That's adorable. Ladies, if he wanted to, he could. That's all (laughs) I'm going to say. I love to see it. I love to see the support coming from the husband and what she's been able to do and the following she's been getting. She's getting over like 100,000 followers since that game. We love it. We love to see it. Kate, moving on to you. Yeah, I know. Moving on, but quick. I was right. You have been getting some new cue. Not necessarily that level but have you been getting new sports apparel i feel like you're texting us about that yeah i got this wmba sweatshirt oh I'm you got the sweatshirt right it looks so good i, I know. Didn't even know oh gosh. supporting women's sports Ooh. literally mm-hmm. um i love to see it i the timberwolves are doing so well Aww. i mean obviously we're coming off a loss last night but carl anthony towns put up 60 
two points in last night's game. Which, I mean, how often is that happening? That's so, crazy. I know. I wanted. I was kind of supposed to go to a game over break, but um, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. We lost to the Hornets by three. Um, so we've lost the last two games, but, I mean, we are having such a great season. Obviously, looking like we're at the top for most brackets, which is exciting for Minnesota sports. It's nice so to be exciting. doing well in something. I mean, celebrating what, like, I don't know. Timberwolves was always kind of a big thing, like, with Rubio and all that jazz. But, I don't know. I really, it's fun with Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, all yeah. that jazz. So, I don't know. I was just... I didn't watch last night's game, but I saw it on my phone this morning. I was like, 62 points. I was That's like, awesome. Gosh, I was like, I know we like talk about like other people getting like putting up like 30 points in some other games, but I'm like, or like in women's games, which I know is like different scoring wise and stuff. But I'm like, wow, 62 points is just a good chunk. Yeah. But I don't know. That's my love to see it. I'm not uh-huh. totally into the, like not totally tracking all the NBA stuff, but obviously track... The Timberwolves, so something yeah. fun. Yeah, no, this is the only thing I have for the NBA. Oh, I saw the Bucks coaches fired, but also oh, um, the only thing else I saw that Tristan Thompson <laughs> he was suspended <laughs> for twenty five games, and that just made me happy. So. Why he used uh. a performance enhancing drug? <laughs> <laughs> he got That's suspended it. for cheating. Yeah, Ooh. not his first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that tweet. Yeah, um, my love to see it for this week is something that I've kind of been following over the course of winter break, and it is the fact that Tara Vanderveer is officially the most winningest coach in NCAA college basketball history. For those who are unaware who she is, she is the head women's basketball coach at Stanford University. She has been since 1985, and um, two days ago on the 21st, she passed Mike Shish- and she won her 1,203rd game, I want to say. Let me me check that. Yeah, 1,203rd game. She's only ever lost 267 games. She has an 81% win rate in her years. Imagine that. She's just an incredible coach, and I love to see that a women's coach is the best of all time. And I just also really love Stanford women's basketball. It's what I grew up with. It's, you know, very Pac close to 12 home. girl. Pac-12. Yeah, but she's just an absolute legend. I think she was she was inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame like 20 years ago. And so she's she's always been the GOAT, but it's great to see her get her recognition, get her name in the record books. Um, and to finish it off individually, um, I my love to see it. I couldn't go the show without mentioning it. Um, it is Jason Kelsey at the Chiefs <laughs> and Bills game. I just am a huge fan of the Kelseys, even though I'm not a big fan of the Eagles so much. I do think that Jason Kelsey is such a supportive brother. Like he loves his brother so much, even when they were against each other in the Super Bowl. Like he didn't. Like, you know, like, he was just so, so supportive, even though it's so disappointing to, like, obviously lose something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, my favorite part was when he lifted this little girl in the crowd to see in the box where Taylor Swift was. And I thought that was just so cute. Like, he was just so excited and so hype. I don't know. If that's what his retirement's looking like, that that's going to be mm-hmm. really fun to see in the next couple of years. Did you guys... Uh I don't know, maybe I saw this on TikTok or Instagram or something of him driving through his local McDonald's drive-thru and, like, tipping his favorite or, like, giving his favorite worker, like, a holiday bonus or, like... And a signed jersey. A signed jersey, that's what it was. I 
spreading fake news, I guess. No, um, well, that's a good bonus, I think. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I saw him like, I knew that he did something for his favorite employee, but yeah, I was like, that's so wholesome. Yeah, and I, I think mean, he's just a good person. Obviously, were I you know cheering for the Bills though? Yeah, I was cheering yeah. for the Bills actually. I just want a New York team to win something. I know. I, I thought Gotham the Bills would have been fun. I know, I know, and I love Josh Allen. He has such a good story too. Um, but I yeah, just can't get past the Chiefs. I man. know, I know, I know. Josh Allen, Bay Area boy. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Not me. Shocker. Yeah, I do want to talk about Jason Kelsey, though, for a second, because, I mean, great player. I can't believe he only has one ring. And mm-hmm. if he's going to retire, like they are predicting that he is. That's the other thing, too, is that they all these media outlets announced his retirement mm-hmm. before he yeah. got the chance to speak. Yeah. How old is he again? 30. Upper 30s. Oh, how, So how much older is he than his brother? I think like one or two years. They're oh, yeah. really close in age. Yeah, because they played in college together, yeah. so they Where have to did be. They play at school. Cincinnati, because oh. they're both Ohio boys. Shout out Donna Kelsey. She raised them right. I mean, yeah, they're, they're awesome. both phenomenal athletes, even better people, and what they've been able to do. But yeah, Jason Kelsey is He's just thirty-six. Yeah. Him, Donna, Travis, they are just the gem of of professional football. Yeah. I mean. It is so awesome. And, like, him, like, ripping off his shirt off and yeah. tailgating with yeah. the Bills fans before the game. Like, he's not even a Bills fan. Like, yeah. he's just doing it and having a good, a good time. time. He's having yeah. a good time. I bet with his family. Like, that, you can't ask for something more. Mm-hmm. I bet if Jason was, Except you know, playing in these next rounds and Travis was sitting at home, Travis would be going to the games 100%, and doing the exact yeah. same thing. He'd probably be leading the tailgates, yeah. let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. They're just having a good time. I mean, how many times... For them, especially being professional athletes, do they get to sit in the stands and watch a game before no, yeah. the yeah. game that they watch? Play. Your, yeah, watch like someone you're so close to and like be able to have fun while doing it. It's like, yeah, it stinks that that's not you playing out there, but it's like you want your brother to succeed. Yeah. Like you're now excited you have for team them. to root for. Yeah. yeah, so at least like now both of you are out. Yeah, to mm-hmm. support your brothers is just awesome to see. I mean, we love we love Jason Kelsey, of mm-hmm. course, and I want to kick it off with TCU basketball texas christian university women's basketball team they're off to a pretty good start they were 14 and 4 had to cancel a few games because of a myriad of season injury injuries they have caught the injury bug so much that they didn't even have a starting five roster that they could put on a court to go play some teams they had to forfeit a few of these games they had walk-on tryouts a few days ago and they signed three players four players I know they signed a, somebody they, who played on volleyball. Yeah, one of them was what? volleyball, and then three of them were walk-ons. Yeah. Yeah, and all three of the walk-ons, I looked up their bios. All of them had, like, led their high school teams to state championships. So they were, like, the kind of people who probably wanted to play D1. Yeah. but then they thought went, it was, like, over probably. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's so crazy. crazy. That's kind of awesome, though. Yeah. And they just they just won their game. I think it just finished. They beat the UCF Knights 66-60. to 60. Um so yeah they're 15 and 4 that's pretty impressive Mm -hmm. imagine like that being you just walking to walk on trials just casually i just texted my friend as a joke who's at tcu played basketball in high school like so did you go to tryouts like how'd (laughs) they go (laughs) i'm trying to see if any of them played they have sarah sylvester saying that she came off the bench attempted one three didn't make it i don't know if any of the other walk-on players played Mm. still crazy though i mean how you have to manage a roster like that 
I mean, and they had like media day photos. Like this all happened within a week. Like they had the tryouts. Oh they God. they named the walk-ons and then they like got them suited up. I hope they get like student athlete privileges. Yeah, definitely. Hope they get scooters. Mm. Yeah, and a special shout out to Sarah Sylvester, the first TCU student athlete in the Big Twelve era to play both basketball and volleyball. That's what, what I'm reading That's on so per awesome. Yahoo yeah. News. So I love to oh, see Yahoo. Yahoo. Yeah, good for her. Shout out Yahoo. And before we finish off her take tonight's episode, got to give a special shout out to Greg Gard, Wisconsin. 100 mm. Big Ten wins in his career. They defeated Minnesota in a little bit of a worrisome one, 61 to 59, really bringing it back to the Big Ten West days there with the defensive style of play. But very good for him. Women right now are playing Minnesota in women's basketball down at the Kohl Center. We have a few guys over there doing the call for WSUM Sports. But out here at the FM station, that is all we have here for her take campfire combos coming up next. And thank you for listening and have a great rest of your night.